What's up, motherfuckers? We're back with another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Happy Friday, you stinky <laughs> sphincter sniffers. <laughs> How's your fucking ear holes doing, bud? <laughs> that still hurt, even when I, I, I should have thrown them on the floor and walked away. <laughs> I had to get fucking hyped and charged, bro. It's fucking Friday. We're yeah. back to continue this motherfucking build series. The people have spoken. You motherfuckers love this shit. You could have just told us, you know. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been... I mean, this is definitely... It's been skyrocketing up the uh, LCP charts. Uh, yeah. All, four, all, all three of them so far, so... Really, really like uh, the feedback from you guys. Um, great suggestions, too. Uh, in fact, we have some errors and omissions. I just want to get out, right out in front of this because this 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 podcast is all about truth. OK, and uh, I got something wrong last week. And uh, our good friend, Dustin of Sleep from uh, the Pacific Coast, he politely pointed out that Pulse TIG welding isn't the annoying sound I was talking about last week. It's actually the aluminum welding. Um, and the, the fucked up thing is I actually, I realized that the next day when I was like editing it and I was like, oh fuck, should I edit that out? But we raw, this is <laughs> about like, truth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> no one will catch it. <laughs> we'll leave it in. So thank you, Dustin. And, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, get. I, I guess I will be using the pulse functionality because uh, he's he's a professional welder too by trade. Um, oh, so your welder does have really pulse. Nice, yeah, he he uh, he does it like uh, I don't I don't know what industry he's in, but um, he runs some high, like expensive shit, high quality machines. Um, so I'm gonna just does your machine have pulse? Mine does not. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, mine just yeah, has I like that's the, what you said last week. No, it doesn't have pulse, and that that's like the next one up. Like the next model up would have pulse. There's a big jump though, because uh, you get the pulse. I don't know what they're offering today because it was a few years ago I bought that. They don't offer the model that I have anymore. They have like a replacement model, but I'm pretty sure the next jump up was like ACDC pulse and all the fancy shit, and it yeah. was a few hundred dollars more. So my cheap acid Nizzo and I justified it like I'm just going to get good at this. But yeah. Yeah. So um, housekeeping. Housekeeping uh, up first. We got hold on one second. I was in it and then I fucking got out of it. We got the La Espada Chopper Show, Saturday, May 4th, 2024, 576 Primrose Street, Haverhill, Mass. Custom bikes, bands, beer, food, vendors, raffles, indoor show, and a ride-in show starts at noon. Uh, goes to 4 p.m. If you have any questions, hit up F6T9W on Instagram. And you know your boys will be there. We'll be vending. So come 
fucking stop by. Yeah, we also, there's another show we should probably announce while we're on the show kick here. Our show! The Low Life Lowdown. It's, it's a ways out there, but I just want you guys to clear your calendars, and if anybody sends you a wedding invitation on that weekend, kindly tell them to fuck oh. off. You have previous engagements. You are committed to be at the Low Life Lowdown, 127 Califf Highway. Uh, you can't miss it because there's going to be a bunch of motherfucking bikes out there and a dunk tank full of PBR. That is the that is the address. Um, about eighty percent sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have the banner hanging up in your garage. Yeah, it doesn't have the address. Oh, it doesn't. Have, oh, because we hung it up at the place. Yeah, it was at the place. People, didn't the address was the just address. right here. It's two thirty two Califf Highway. I was pretty close. I was like hundred and eleven off. Yeah, I mean that was pretty close. <laughs> um, yeah, so make sure you put it in your fucking calendar. Uh, it's gonna be a blast. If you came last year and you enjoyed it, uh, this year is going to be much fucking betterer. Again, that's June eighth. Um, don't know the starting time yet. Uh, we'll figure that out once we get a little bit closer. Um, but that is also opening day of motherfucking Laconia Bike Week. 101. So if you come from out of town, boom, you got other things to do. There's plenty of campgrounds. There are plenty of hotels. Um, and from that venue to Laconia is about 45 minutes. Not far. Um, so make a fucking weekend out of it. Like Rhino said, tell your boss now. Put in for that fucking time. Get that PTO, baby. Get paid to come to the Low Life Lowdown. It's going to be amazing. There will be a bar set up outside. There will be a chopper show. There will be best chopper award, best paint award, best club style. Um, There are going to be chopper games. There's going to be chopper games this year. There's going to be a band playing outside. Last year, um, we had a guy. It was kind of like... um, Obviously, still playing music, but it was like background music last year. It was just like low-key music playing in the background. This year, we got a fucking band playing outside. Um, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have food trucks again. Um, possibly, maybe a dunk tank. Um, you still know CeeLo. Yeah, CeeLo is going down. There may or may not be a custom table being made for this. Ooh, um, what? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of fucking shit in the works for this show. You are not going to want to miss it. So, again, tell your boss right now. Pause this episode. Walk up to your boss. Spit in his face. Tell him June 8th, I'm fucking out of here whether you like it or not, bitch. And uh, come hang out with your favorite fucking New Hampshire boys. <laughs> yeah, let's get fucking. It's This, this year is going to be perfect, too, because, you know, <clears throat> the 100th year of Laconia, of course, it rains for two two weeks straight. But. This year is the year to go. It's going to be an absolute drought, 75 and sunny. I guarantee it. I read the fucking Farmer's Almanac for 2024. So uh, I, I want to do a bunch of shit up at Laconia, too. You know, there's definitely like the hill climb. And uh, like last year, Deadbeat, Deadbeat Customs had a chopper show there. They just have like, a, there's a, just a million bike related things to do. And the best riding in the country up in up in New England. So, yeah. Mark your calendars. Take a vacation. Bring the fucking family. Yeah. 
I'm hoping to even maybe possibly, pending how other ventures turn out, maybe set up at Laconia. I'd like, I'd love to. You know what I'm saying? We we should possibly, depending how uh, future endeavors turn out, uh, we could be set up at Laconia, and yeah. uh, just broaden this motherfucking audience. Yeah, dude. Those old and listen, dudes, they love this shit. There's there's other things that are going on at uh, our show. Well, that may go on at our show. Um, me and Ryan are still going to talk off air. Um, but there may be a whole new spin on this show this year. So make sure you fucking stay tuned to the show. Follow for the fucking details. I promise you, you are not going to want to miss this show. Um, what else do we got? <clears throat> we got, do we want to, we got, um, we have the giveaway and then we have to flip a coin for my girl, my home girl, my fucking Ride or die, bro. This girl's listening to the episode every motherfucking week. And and, and sharing it. All right? That is the one of the biggest ways you can support this motherfucking podcast. You don't have to be a part of Patreon. Even we we are very grateful for everybody that joins Patreon. And we try to give back to make that worth you joining Patreon. But if you can't join Patreon, the biggest thing you can do is just share out the episode on Friday. You don't even have to make the post. Click the arrow, and it says share to your story. It's free. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I already so crafted share that out post. The podcast. I already made the graphics. I already wrote the funny yeah. sayings and shit. Share out the fucking podcast. It's simple. That's the best way you can help us. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, so my girl, uh, check her out too. Angel Claw Pinstriping on Instagram. Um, she does all kinds of cool shit. First of all, she's a pinstriper, so you know I already love her. Uh, she supports the fuck out of the podcast, so gotta love her for that. She has her own, I don't really know what you call it, I guess a store. Check out her store. She has like a link tree that has like the store and all that stuff. Um, check it out. She got posters. She, she got a fucking panhead, by the way. You know what I'm saying? She got a fucking panhead. This girl supports us every motherfucking week, and I seen she tagged both of us. Um, she's trying to decide whether she builds a big twin Evo next or if she builds a sporty chopper. She doesn't have a sporty chopper. She's been rocking the sports there for a while. She got the pan head and she got the big twin Evo. So she's like, Hey guys, which one do I chop next? So I laid it out for her and I said, Hey, look, if you want the power, you want to go fast, do the big twin Evo. But if you want a platform that offers unlimited aftermarket parts, go Evo Sportster. And here's the thing, and this is what I told her, is you got the panhead. You already got that big bike. You got a big heavy bike you got to fucking ride all the time. Build that motherfucking Sportster and get something you can throw the fuck around. So she said, I need help. So I said, hey, how about this? We flip a motherfucking coin on the show. And guess what? Rhino got that coin. So here's what we're going to do. Heads, Big Twin Evo. Tails, because it never fails, is that Evo Sporty. Let's see what we got. All right, we ready? Tails is a Sporty. Because I, 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 I reached out, too, and I was like, definitely Sporty. 
everybody should have at least one sporty in the state. Yeah, hundred percent. Are we ready? Ready. Oh shit! I'm not gonna. Can you pick your camera up? <laughs> what does that look like to you? I can't tell. Your your thing's fuzzy when we record. Tails. Is it tails? It's tails. Oh, homegirls building the Evo Sporty. I can't wait to see it. Hey, give her a round of applause for joining that Sporty gang, baby. <laughs> you won't regret it, man. You won't regret it. Yeah, you will not regret it. Sports to choppers are a lot of fucking fun. It's like riding a bicycle, man. You could throw that thing around in the S-curves like you fucking read about. I love my sporty. Yeah, and you don't have to fuck with it all the time. And I listen, fuck with my, my and I know everybody, everybody's going to say this. He's saying he loves sporties because he only rides a sporty. Listen, bitch, both of us have shovel heads, all right? Both of us have sporties, and we're both saying built a sporty, all right? We're not just saying that just because. Sportsters are a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, they're and awesome. they're cheap to build. They're super cheap to build. Yeah, it's a good, great platform. Awesome. So there you have it. All right. Uh, bump shop diaries. Oh, my boy. The fucking deer slayer of the Midwest. Yeah. The fucking tree bark assassin. You want to go over to his page and follow him because he just dropped another one of those pulp fucking biker like narrated little fucking. Yeah, you need. Listen, here's what you got to do is pause this and go type in Bump Shop Diaries on Spotify. Get the whole playlist. They're about 15 to 18 minutes long. Um, Listen, I've listened to all of them. And still, when I'm in the shop, I'll just put that shit on and let it run through the whole list. It's like a little mini series, dude. I love them. Yeah, they're fucking cool. And, uh, <clears throat> dude, that Bump Shop Diaries. I mean, so he does coffee, but he also does vintage clothing. He has, like, an eBay store. So much vintage clothing. Wicked cool hats and shirts. And if you're into that, if you're, like, a fashionista and you need, like, some cool shit or your girl's into that shit, go over there and buy from him. Because he just has that eye. He's just like, yeah, this is cool shit, you know? He's into that culture. But... We're still running that and probably will for the rest of our lives. If you buy a camp mug or a mug from us at lowlifechopperpodcast.com off our big cartel store, I will send you a code for $5 off of the hardtail blend from Black Coffee Congregation. It's uh, freshly ground, packed. Shipped to your door. You can decide, off. though. You can pick, though. You can get whole bean oh, yeah. or ground. Yeah, if you're so really if you're a fancy serious, motherfucker, you can get whole bean, bro. Grind that shit yourself. Yeah, you can get whole bean. Um, if you if if I missed you somehow, by the way, because it's kind of I have to like once the order comes in, I have to like email you independently. If you haven't received a code, but you got a mug, just DM me and just be like, "Hey, you stupid fat fuck, give me my code, and I will send it immediately." <laughs> hey, listen, for all you fucking Keurig guys, you can still buy this coffee because if you didn't oh, know. Yeah. Keurig sells the basket, and you put the basket in instead of the fucking K-cup, and you can just put whatever coffee you want inside. So even you Keurig homies can still grab that fucking code and go grab some delicioso fucking coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and and just, again, thanks for all the fucking orders on the store. You guys are crushing it. And if you have ideas on, you know, like other products you want, if they're available, I'll whip something up. Um, working on a few designs right now, 
Uh, I hope to get up by February. But uh, <clears throat> if you want like long sleeves, hoodies, shit like that, just like let us know and we can uh, we can work with you on it. Because basically we only have the store to have cool clothing options for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's all yeah. pretty much I wear now is stuff off of our own. Store, I have so. one. I have one that I'm working on right now. I'll just say because I don't think anybody's going to copy it. And if they do, fuck it. Um, but it's a shovel head like on a lift with parts everywhere with a guy throwing a wrench. That's the design I want to put on a shirt. Oh, it's just a picture like on the front. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Oh yeah. We still got to talk to uh, some of our designer friends to up. Trad dad. Yeah. We need trad dad to draw some shit. Yeah. Or anybody that tattoos, I guess. Yeah, I love that style, that traditional American traditional style type shit, you know? Yeah, I keep saying I'm going to do it. I just have zero fucking time. Yeah. I wonder, hey, will they let us do tattoos at the uh, Low Life Lowdown? Could we just have oh, the... For your sure. Tattoo, we'll just have, like, your tattoo machine set up and anybody no, no, no. can just Trad tattoo Dad. themselves. Trad Dad's going to set up, I think. No, we just have your tattoo machine. It's like nah, DIY. That's too much. It's kind of like picking your own blueberries. Nah, that's sketchy. Too many fucking diseases get passed around. Just, just one needle, though. We don't want to be blown through needles. Yeah, blood brothers. <laughs> but it's, hey, it's a free tattoo. Now, I'm assuming... Um, I don't know how they will take it, but if... Uh, these boys have like a mobile set up in a van or something. Um, it would be cool for Trad Dad and Professor Falcon, aka Ellie, uh, to tattoo at the show. That's one yeah. thing we we're missing last year for sure. Yeah, I get a fucking low life, low down back piece. Oh, we're getting, dude. I, I was talking to Trad Dad about it at the um, the Chop Lock. And was like, look, man, just come up with like eight fucking eight, eight or ten fucking quick flash designs, like low life tattoos. And just fucking slang them, dude. Yeah. Um, all right. Any more housekeeping? Do we want to do the giveaway? Yeah. Dude, I've been waiting for so long to do this giveaway. Giveaway time! So just to remind you. Do you guys love my beautiful singing voice? <laughs> Why don't you sing that song that I put in your head? I've been told that I have the voice of an angel. Yes. Um, <laughs> Oxford Co. Dot Choppers on Instagram. You can see his... Uh, Watch his his episode, Oxford's Finest, and he really is one of Oxford's finest. Um, so the best handlebars I've ever had in my hands. They're so heavy. Like I, I hurt myself. I strain myself when I put them down. But uh, we're gonna do the drawing for this right now for one of our lucky Patreon subscribers. Giveaway level support is ten doll hairs a month. And we legit as fuck. Look at me. Look at me. We got we got our patrons over here. Okay. $10 a month giveaway. The pledge amount is $10 a month. 
We're going to spin the wheel. We're Real doing quick. one spin. Real quick. If you want to get involved and become a sponsor on the show for a month, you can become February's giveaway sponsor. Uh, if you make cool shit and you want to donate it for a month of advertisement, hit us the fuck up. We're looking for a February giveaway. Um, if we don't find anybody, the giveaway will be $100 cash money sent to your motherfucking Venmo. So, uh, yeah, if you got something cool or you're just looking to advertise, let us know. Hit us up. Uh, you can either hit us up on Instagram at Lola Chopper Podcast or hit up Rhino at lowlapchopperpodcast.com or Loctite at lowlapchopperpodcast.com. Yeah. And really would love to have more independent dudes, garage builders. You know, this is a good platform. If you're making products and you're on Instagram and you're trying to sell them and you're trying to, it's a little side hustle or whatever, this is your people. So, uh, yeah, we'll do right by you. We'll try to show yeah, the you new out. years, the new years here. It's about to be sponsorship fucking and go through all the sponsors, see if they want to renew a whole year, blah, blah, blah. Um, so if you've been interested in becoming a sponsor of the show, hit us the fuck up. Now is the time. Yeah. We want you. We love you sponsor the show and we will pump you as hard as we can. Are we ready? Oh shit. To pump spin it. the wheel. The Wheel of Death. God. <laughs> Who's it gonna be? Fourteen. Poop wrench again. He won like two months ago. Congrats. Oh shit. Poop wrench. Uh, yeah, he's, he won two times, dude. Really? In like three months. Yeah. Crushing yeah. it. Yeah. He did the, uh, he won, he won a hundred bucks and chose to donate it to, uh, tobacco bikers against child abuse. Oh, sick. so we made, we made a tax deductible charitable donation in his name. So, sick. uh, great guy. Uh, actually we had him live on the laddie. That was one of the first ones we did when. We did this on the Laddie yeah, yeah. episode and pulled him up live and got him on camera. So, Poop Wrench, uh, you got a fucking sick set of bars coming to you, pal, and uh, well-deserved, real uh, selfless guy there. So, hit me up um, with your Addy, and uh, I'll get those shipped out. Congratulations, buddy. So jealous. So jealous. Such a Hopefully. Nice set of bars, dude. Hopefully we do that live episode with Dan here before he hits you up. Cause I would love to see what those look like on this shovel so I can order some. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll bring them. Yeah. I'll bring them over and yeah. I really want to see if they fit. They did look so very nice interesting on that front end. I got a very interesting um, style that I'm going with here. Bro, also, guy. did you know that Mullins doesn't have room for bushings? You just straight mount the bars. I didn't know that. Not I ideal. Know. I guess I didn't even think about that. Yeah, not ideal. Well, I don't know. I always do hard bushings anyways. So it's like, do you, do you uh, really need bushings? I, 
I mean, they have the small hole underneath where it's like pilot drilled, but it doesn't look big enough for a fucking handlebar bushing. So we're going to say, I don't think you need, I don't think you want bushings. I always put bushings in mine. Rubber or hard? Yeah. Rubber. You do rubber bushings? Well, they're, they're harder rubber. Yeah. But they have the, the ones that are metal. Like they, they make like metal bushings. I think that's an upgrade. And then, uh, like on a Springer, I don't have any bushings. Right. So I think I th- I think it actually reduces the, uh, like with the, I don't know. It's just, to me, I, I think that the bushings is just one more thing you need to replace and worry about. Like the rubber wears out, it gets hard, it's a fucking pain in the ass. And the thing's going to vibrate regardless. Yeah. But I think I read, I think I read somewhere that like hard bushings are superior for whatever reason. I'm not a scientist. I don't really know. Hmm. But, uh, all right, last bit of housekeeping. I'm going to share my screen again. Chopping 101. Like we said, you guys have uh, given us a lot of great feedback. One of the things you wanted to see was, what the fuck are we talking about (laughs) on this series? So we're starting a, a new playlist uh as of well today but it'll be launched on friday you can go check it out we're just going to do small short uh videos tutorials essentially so uh we were talking about like oh well how do you solder you know and it's one thing to talk about it but it's another thing to actually see it so on our on our youtube page uh you can check it out the new playlist is chopping 101 and locked in me when we work on our bikes or we're doing other shit or we have some time we're just going to throw up these uh short videos and actually show you what we're talking about i'm going to do things like uh remote master front cylinder for your for your chopper i'm going to take that off and i can show you how it works uh i put one up today uh just on soldering if you're one of those guys that has trouble soldering or you just you haven't tried it yet it's so stupid simple uh i did like a three minute video just soldering a wire um so check it out subscribe to the youtube while you're there but uh this is going to be a new series kind of complementary to what we're doing here but just an ongoing thing whenever we have something to post up uh we'll just throw it up here and you can check it out and let us know what you think i like it i love it and also a quick reminder i know we said last house i promise this is the last piece um, if you do not have Instagram and you're trying to figure out how to get to all of our shit, lowlifechopperpodcast.com has everything. Our store, our emails, um, the actual podcast, the Patreon, it has everything in one fucking spot. So you do not need Instagram to be able to get a hold of us anymore. Okay? We're international, man. Check it out. And with that, Let's get into this motherfucking episode. Finally. Finally. An hour, bud. 27 minutes of fucking yabba dabba. The fucking housekeeping is heavy, dude. <laughs> well, we had to do giveaways and shout outs and, you know, come yeah, on, no. people. It's Give all fun. It's break. all fun. Um, okay. If you're just tuning into this and this is the first chopping one on one you heard, you fucked up. You need to go. Two episodes back. <laughs> Pause or this. three episodes back. Sorry. 
right? Yeah, this is number four. Which one is this? This is four? Okay, yeah, yeah. So first one, we covered picking the drivetrain, et cetera. Second one, we did, what did we do for the second one? Oh, aligning, right? (laughs) We should know this. Are you sure this is the fourth one? Yeah. Let me just look it up real quick. Um, yeah, so oh, no, part, no. The first one was motor and trans. Was, yeah, so f- the, the the second one was frames, front ends, and wheels. Yes, that's right. Frames, front ends, and wheels. Yeah. Third one was uh, mounting everything. Yeah, mounting everything. Uh, uh, making sissy tabs, bars, sissy bars, uh, a little bit of electric, um, the steps to go through. Um, before you get to this episode, which is paint. Um, and listen, as a guy, I've built a few bikes myself now. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been like, yep, ready to paint. Paint, and I'm like, god damn it. Motherfucker. I forgot to cut the fucking chain space in my fender. Or I forgot to fucking drill that hole to sneak that wire through. Um... So make sure you go back and listen to those episodes. Matter of fact, now that I say that, I don't think we put that in the Fender episode. Um, but if you're doing a Sportster, chances are, depending on which Fender you're running, you're going to have to cut a section out of your yeah, Fender that way you have that, clearance yeah. for the chain. For the chain. Um, on a shovel, you usually don't have to do that. Um, but just make sure. Once it's in a full roller, make sure that your chain and everything clears. Um, you, you need to make sure that all those steps are done before you send this thing to paint or before you do the paint. Cause if you have to cut it, fits together. Yeah. If you have to cut it, you're going to be mad. (laughs) And if you, if you paid for paint or you painted it yourself, it's equally as painful when that chain rubs up against your fender and fucks it all up. Yeah. Cause paint's a motherfucker. So yeah, make sure everything, like I would say that. You got to get the bike running before you get near paint. Like so I always say full-blown running, riding motorcycle before paint. I've never done it. Um, I never. would say you paint the frame. You can paint the frame typically. Like once everything's mocked up, like pretty confidently, you can paint the frame. But once that chain starts moving and the wheel starts moving and all that shit, like you want to make sure... Before you do, I mean, with the chopper, it's it's a fender and a tank, you know, maybe an oil bag. But right. if you're doing if you're doing like a chrome horseshoe oil bag on a on a uh, shovel or whatever, then you can get that thing rolling, and it's super easy to take. The I mean, it's not a lot of paint, so I guess it depends. If you're get sending it out to paint, sometimes that takes a long time, so you probably don't have the opportunity to get it all done. Uh, before you actually get it running. But uh, yeah, I didn't think about that because those paint dudes, they got backlog. So a lot of time you're sending yeah. those tins off, you just don't fucking have them. Yeah. So that's that's a good point. Yeah. So it's a good idea to at least get it in a full-blown roller. If you don't wire it, whatever. Um, but make sure everything's on. Tanks on, fenders on, oil bag. Everything is in and on, chains on. And... Make sure it's good to go. Make sure you don't forget to fucking weld your kickstand on if that's what you're doing. Um, you need to go through all those steps. And once that's done, then we can move on to this next episode. 
Um, so one thing I did say last week or, or no, the first episode of this series um, was to try to get all your body work done before you put the motor in. Now, we know, obviously, that doesn't always fucking happen because things change throughout your build. You're going to change the idea of this, idea of that. Maybe you want to fucking add some fabrication on the frame or whatever. Um, I actually just seen a fucking cool trick. Remember, I was telling all you guys, throw a fucking welding blanket over the motor, um, which is key. Make sure you have a welding blanket. Go get one at fucking Harbor Freight. They're cheap because um, you're going to need that when you're welding all your tabs on and shit. Um but when you're just doing body work, I don't know why I never thought of this, dude. Saran wrap your motor and transmission. Oh, yeah. I just seen somebody do it on Instagram, and I was like, dude, that's fucking yeah, genius. Used, it's not as wrap. bulky as a fucking welding blanket. Um, This dude had his whole motor saran wrap and his transmission saran wrap while he was doing all the body work on his frame. Um, yeah. Super great idea. Um, usually what I do, though, is like I was saying before, is I'll get everything lined up, get the motor all lined up and get the bike built and then once that's all done i'll pull the motor and tranny out and then now i'll start doing my body work if i'm gonna add any kind of fucking whatever or if i'm gonna um bond over all the seams and all that shit that's how i do it um but some guys just don't want to fucking do that they want to have the whole entire bike put together while i do it yeah um so the saran wrap's a good trick is like you get the there's on the shovel head I discovered glazing putty, Bondo, and it's so much easier to work with. Uh, so basically, you get uh, you'll typically get a can of Bondo at yeah. fucking. Keep talking. I'm gonna grab my Bondo so yeah. people can see. Make sure you get the right kind. It's like your standard Bondo. It comes in a. It's cheap. It comes in a little tin. Comes with the hardener. Uh, it's pink. You know that stuff. I've never been able to work really fine detail with, but they sell, it's called glazing putty made by Bondo. And it's just a little tube comes with the hardener. You can buy it separately too. The, just the tube of the putty, just the tube of the hardener. And uh, it's so much easier to work with, especially on a small scale. Like I think it's definitely the way to go for a motorcycle. Cause uh if you're smoothing a tank or just like a little weld seam or you're molding something uh, and you don't need like a ton of Bondo, it's like a finesse Bondo. It's like really easy to work with and it's really easy to sand off too. So yeah. glazing putty. So here's my thing too is a lot of guys will just go to Walmart or wherever and pick up that red Bondo. Mm. That shit sucks. I fucking hate it. It sucks, dude. It's not good fucking Bondo. It's yeah. a pain in the ass to fucking sand down. It's just, it fucking sucks. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Go to a Napa or somewhere that sells bodywork shit. A place that sells paint. Napa is a place around us that sells, most of them have a whole paint department. Uh, grab this here. Prolite. This is legit fucking Bondo. Hmm. This is like what body shops fucking use. It's lightweight body filler. How much it's, is that? How much is that fucking gallon? I don't even fucking remember, dude. I've I've had this for probably three for years. your whole life. Yeah, I've Jesus. used this on three builds. No shit. Um, and then it comes. Then you buy the good uh, hardener. This is all good shit. When you're doing this, it's blue. That's a good tip. Yeah. Um. So you buy that pro light fucking 
body filler by the good fucking hardener. And this is night and day, dude. This is like legit body filler shit that will hold up. It's easier to sand down. It's not going to take you six fucking months. Um, but the biggest thing, though, is when you're doing body work, you have to make sure that motor is fucking covered. Yeah. Whether it's in the bike, out of the bike, that transmission needs to be covered. Your carburetor needs to be covered. Bondo dust is so microscopic, it's going to be fucking everywhere. If you can do the body work outside of your garage, do it. Because it's going to make such a fucking mess. Um, yeah. But if you're going to use Bondo, that is the way you want to go. Do not get that shit from Walmart because it's you're gonna fucking hate your life. It's yeah, turned. That, it's that like pink shit. Is su- it, it sucks. It sucks. And you can't get it smooth. It's like always crispy, and then you always have ridges, and it's wicked hard to sand down. And yeah. uh, like with motorcycles, you're not doing huge panels. You like you don't need a lot of structure and shit. I said the glazing putty if you're just doing a little bit of bondo because, but that's the way to go. If you're doing a ton, just get the fucking gallon and the hard. Yeah. And it's probably the same stuff, the lightweight. The lightweight's yeah. the way to go. I love that stuff. That stuff makes it so fucking easy. Um, now, the other thing, though, is you need to find out is if you're going to pay somebody to paint the bike, talk to them first. Because some guys will not paint a bike if you do the body work. Because if you do the body work wrong, it, that's just going to chunk off over time. And then it makes it look like he did a shitty paint job. Um. So make sure you talk to your painter before you do any kind of body work like that. Um, on the shovel head, uh, Maddie, Matt Day, it's Fosmobile on Instagram. You can check him out. Um, he was like, do not do any body work. And then we got a crunch time. He was like, I'm not going to be able to do that body work. We're just going to have to paint it. And which would have been fine. There was no like anything where it needed body work. But I... Like I said before, I like where all my castings are. I want that to just be smooth all the way down. I don't want any like lips or any of that shit. And um, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do the body work. And I used to, I worked in a body shop. So I have like an idea on how to do the body work. I'm not a body man for sure. Um, but I can get Bondo on there the correct way. Finishing it, not so much. Um, but I can get it on this where it's not going to fall off and like prep it and all that shit. Um. So even after I spent probably 12 hours doing body work on my frame, just Bondo, um, sent it off to him, and he was like, it's not even close. Um, so that's just to say, like, make sure you talk to your painter first. Now, if, you, if you're painting it yourself, here's a surefire way to find out if you did it correctly. We'll get into the whole, like, how to get the Bondo and all that shit to stick right. But once you think you're ready, you've done the correct body work. Once you spray the frame with primer, you're going to find out if you did it right or not. Because hmm. primer shows everything. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> In fact, you, you should... So you should take a primer or, or uh, like when you're doing body work, you take uh, just whatever shit spray paint you have. I think they sell it specialty, but you spray the areas just a mist and it speckles the whole area and then you continue to sand it. And if you like if you're doing a tank, right, like you have a motorcycle tank, you bondo it, you're trying to get it perfect. You just spritz a little bit of spray paint on there 
And as you're sanding it away, it's going to reveal the low and high spots, right? Right. Like you're going to sand away the high spots. And if there's any low spots, that paint's not going to get touched. So yeah. you do that. Yeah, you got to use first. that the um the primer, that filler shit, that fucking yeah. filler primer. That's the yeah. best shit to use. Um, so when you start getting ready to do the body work, you got to get that whole frame cleaned. But getting it down to bare metal is your best bet. Whether you use a stripper, um, which sucks because Lowe's and Home Depot don't sell the good aircraft stripper anymore. It's fucking no, garbage. It's all garbage. Um, or if you're going to fucking mask up and use a fucking flat disc, going to take forever. Dwarf. And also going to fucking suck once you start painting because there's going to be marks everywhere. <laughs> um, also, why you want to use that fucking that uh, high filler primer or whatever the fuck it's called. Um Use a wire wheel, send it to fucking Rhino to get vapor honed. Um, can you still do frames? No. Okay, so do not send it to Rhino. Um, I'll take a maybe, frame, though. Yeah, maybe go to uh, Harbor Freight. You can buy the sandblasting gun. So you don't need a whole cab. It's just a gun. You put sand in it, and you fucking hit the frame. If you're just doing they, the frame, that'll work fucking mint. They, they have the pots, too. I've used this too is like you can get it's uh for outdoor use and yeah. it's just I forget what I think it's like a 40 pound pot and you just hook it up to your air compressor and then you can just blast it outside all that media is going to go everywhere you know what I mean but you can do it outside and it does right. suck but I think it's like a hundred bucks or something in fact I have one that I yeah. used like a couple of times that I didn't like it but yeah but it'll get the job done if that's what you need. Um, but you want to get the you want to get the frame down to metal. Um, next, like Rhino said, um, depending on what you got to do, if you're just trying to find all your low spots in whatever you've done, um, you can hit the frame with um, that primer. If you know, like, hey, I got a big build up right here, start building it up first. Start building up with your Bondo. Um, and don't worry about it being smooth when you're laying the Bondo. Obviously, you want it to be as smooth as possible because it saves you work in the end. Um, but if you buy the good Bondo, it's not it's not hard sanding, especially, if you, got a, especially if you have a DA. You got a DA, dude, fucking see you later. You're going to crank that shit out in no time. It's almost um, too aggressive. Yeah, it's almost like that. Yeah. The, light, the lightweight Bondo is hand work is and, good enough well that's the other thing too is you got to give it time to cure too don't just slap yeah. that shit on there and go fucking sand it 25 minutes later yeah. um but the biggest thing though is when you start laying bondo make sure your frame is clean get all that paint out of there um acetone. what i've always used i've never used acetone um mostly because i'm fucking cheap and i just go to the dollar store and i buy the big things of rubbing alcohol and I'll just use rubbing That's alcohol a on a fucking on a rag. That's a great idea. And um, like a good rag, though, get like a terry cloth rag or whatever the fuck those things are, microfiber, because um, then you're picking up any dust that's on it. Um, I'll get one of those mm. and just use rubbing alcohol and rub down the entire frame, and yeah. then I'll start laying my bondo. That's, um, a, that's actually a hot tip too because it's so much cheaper than acetone. Uh, and when I buy acetone, I do so it for TIG cheaper. welding, you know, and I do it for cleaning other things, but. Uh, I just put it in into a spray bottle. So you could just take rubbing alcohol yeah. or any kind of solvent like that 
and just put it in a spray bottle. Rubbing alcohol, dude. Hot tip. You go to any fucking dollar store, it's 99 cents for a bottle of it. For, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Tip. And it's just going to it works it's great. Yeah. It works great. It's it's essentially um, what acetone is, right? I mean, like they're not too yeah. far off. Yeah. Um, so that's how I do it. I, I get the whole frame fucking cleaned. I usually use a flap disc. Um, and what that does too is that gives two things. It's going to give the paint something to stick to that first coat. And it's giving my Bondo something to grab a hold of. You want like what, um, 80 grit or something like that? Yeah, I use 80 grit. Um, so I'll do that whole thing. And then I wipe down the entire frame with rubbing alcohol. Then I'll start laying my Bondo. And like I said, you want to give that Bondo time to fucking, to, uh, harden up. So I'll do, I'll Bondo everything on my frame. And like I said, most of the shit that I'm doing, I'm not doing like any crazy, like molded tanks and fucking all that shit. I'm just trying to make smooth transitions throughout the frame. Um, so I'll build all that shit up pretty heavy on all my fucking weld points, um, anywhere like the casting meets the frame, all that shit, and build it up heavy. And I'll let that dry usually overnight. That way I just know it's fucking good to go. Next day I'll come out and I'll start just really going to town with a DA, knocking it down. And I always over, I'll put more on than I need. That way I can knock it down and get it smooth. That way there's no ridges like what you were saying. Because uh, once you get down to what you need, you can't just keep going. I mean, I guess you can. You just have to slap more Bondo on it. Um, but I like to keep it nice and high and then bring it down to what I need to. Um, like I said, I'm not a finish guy whatsoever, uh, which is why Maddie still had to do body work once I gave him the frame. But I can get it goddamn close. You know what I mean? And, like, close enough for me. It would have been fine for me, but, like, he's a professional fucking painter. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but don't shy up on the body work. It's, it literally just takes time. That's it. And the biggest thing too, is when you're doing body work, you don't want to just have a piece of sandpaper in your hand because your hand moves. It moves back and forth. So you're never sanding straight. You want to either get a sanding block, depending on what you're doing, or use a DA, something that just has a full flat surface that way. And don't use the edge of the fucking sander. Cause then you're just digging craters into it. It needs to be flat the whole fucking time. That way you're sanding flat. Um, but don't shy up from it. It's not hard. Um, it's easy enough. If you bring it down too far or if you start getting the waves in it, now you know because I'm telling you, it's because you're fucking sanding on the edge of your sander. You don't want to do that. Keep it fucking flat. Um, and then once you feel like, okay, this is probably pretty close, hit it with that fucking that primer, and that's going to show you everything. It's going to show you if you have lips, if it's not down to what it needs to be, if you got waves in it. And then from there, like Rhino said, now just lightly sand it, and it's going to show you where all your fucking divots are. And as long as you're sanding flat, it won't sand through those divots until you want it to. Yeah. For bare metal, I mean, <clears throat> as far as you're typically going to have, like, I mean, unless you're refinishing, like, uh something that already has paint on it like you you want to get it down to bare metal if you're going to be doing like a primo paint job or if you have like a decent if you have like a decent tank you can just scuff up like the factory paint or whatever but if you're going yeah. down to bare metal i use this stuff self-etching primer yep and it promotes adhesion it's uh it protects the metal so like there's going to be big 
swaths of time between because you're a one man show, you're building a bike or whatever, you're working on this, you're working on that. Once you do the metal work and the Bondo work and stuff, what I usually do is I just hit it with this self etching primer. It dries super quick. It protects the metal and then you can just paint anything over it. So if you're doing like a, a urethane paint or whatever uh, is your primer, it, I haven't had any problems with it. I use it on when I'm restoring vices. I, uh, you, it, it just etches into the metal and it's nice and flat and you can, it, it comes away easy too. So if you need to bondo on top of it, it has an etch to it. So it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like part of the surface, you know? So like if you're sanding it away and you have to do more bondo, you can do that work on top of the self etching primer. Right. Um, so self etching primer just been, uh, it just works really well for me. And like I said, it's just like, it's just a flat, flat green. It's not that expensive. And if we're talking rattle can job here, if you're sending it off to a painter, they're probably not going to want that. Yeah, you know that's what I, mean? what I was just gonna say. Is if you're sending it to a painter, these are two very different things. Yeah. If you're sending it to a paint a painter, he does not want you to rattle bomb fucking nothing. Um. Primer on. He does not want you to do that. So don't not fucking do that. He's gonna charge you more money because he's gonna have to strip. He's the gonna whole have bike to take now. it off. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing um, it but, yourself, you you can do this. I mean, that's part of the process. Is once yeah. the bond is off, then you have to get a primer on it. Otherwise, you're mild steel everything was made out of mild steel at at this point it's going yep. to rust if you're in like a humid climate or even if you're in a dry climate i mean it's going to get some surface rust on it and that is your enemy yep. when it comes to paint yeah so let's just make it clear now everything from this point on is for an at-home rattle can paint job um so like rhino said once you get all that bondo done hit it with the primer then you're going to be able to see if you have any defaults. If you have defaults, go back and fix it. Um, now, do not paint the whole fucking bike that, like this at this time. Because once you finish all of that Bondo and you have it to where it needs, you need to wipe the whole bike down again. You do not want to be spraying all your primer over all of this fucking no. tons of Bondo dust that you've now created. It's yeah. everywhere. So your best thing to do is drag that bitch outside. Unless it's winter. If it's winter, throw it in your fucking car. Go down to a car wash and fucking wash that bike. Bring it back home. Get all that. Take that fucking all, rubbing anything alcohol. Anything that's not part of that and, bike, yeah. Get it off of that. Yeah. It's and here's the biggest thing, too, too as I can say is. Yeah. Here's what I can say is. One. I always bring mine to the car wash because it's just easier for me. I bring it to the car wash. I set it right on the fucking ground, like the self-service car wash, and I sprayed the fuck out of it with wax and grease remover. That way, all that grease is dripping off that was underneath where the motor was and where the transmission was. Let that sit for a minute, and then I just start blasting that fucking thing with soap and water out of the car wash. I bring it back home, get it on the table, dry it all off, and then hit it with rubbing alcohol. Now, I don't know if this part is necessary or not i'm not a fucking painter but from this point on i do not touch the bike without rubber gloves on because i don't want to put my oil fingerprints on the fucking bike and then have some kind of reaction with the paint yeah um so from the car wash on well from um the rubbing alcohol on i'm always wearing rubber gloves at this point yeah that's good um so i rub the entire bike down with rubbing alcohol 
And once that's done, now I'm breaking out that fancy can of self-etching primer that Rhino just showed you. And listen, when it comes to painting a bike with spray paint, you can do it wrong. Everybody just think I do. When I see people spray painting like this, oh yeah, I want to fucking punch you in the face. Stop yeah. doing that because you, what you're doing, everybody's like, why does my bike look like a zebra? It's because you paint like shit. Stop fucking doing that. Yeah. All right. It's all <laughs> there's a certain way to do it. All right. So you want to oh. hold that spray paint. I like to be like pretty far, nine, 10, 11 inches away from the bike. I'm pretty far, dude. Bike's here. Bike is where my hand is. I'm holding the can like up here, bro. Over a foot, probably. And I start off the bike, whole length, and then I let go off the bike. Yes. Then I start off the bike, all the way to the other side, and end yeah. off the bike. Do not end on the fucking bike. You got to pretend. You got to pretend you're an actual painter. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, like, when you see those dudes painting with those, uh, you know, actual painting equipment... They don't just point at the fucking thing and just squeeze the trigger and just, <laughs> yeah. they're not going like this. <laughs> they start off the surface. They bring it across. So you're trying to mimic that in like spray cans too. Like th- these have come a long way because they have all sorts of different tips and shit and they have the fan patterns. And uh, so and that's the other thing is when you're going to spray paint your bike, this is just my experience. Use Rust-Oleum. Rust-Oleum spray paint has been the best for me so far. I've used Krylon, didn't like it. Um, and don't mix them. I've mixed Rust-Oleum and Krylon, does not like it. It reacts. Um, so you got to use all the same shit. But the reason, one of the reasons I like Rust-Oleum is, one, it's just always worked out. The stepchild was painted in Rust-Oleum five years ago and still looks pisser. Um, but the other good thing about Rust-Oleum is it has that fan pattern on it. And not only does it have a fan pattern, you can change it. Mm-hmm. So you can have the fan spraying this way as you're coming down the frame. And then once you start coming down the fucking down tubes, yeah, you can flip it. it and have it come down this way. Yeah. Um, you want the fan spray. If you don't have the fan spray, you're going to get those zebra marks because it's just coming out like this. But when you like have the fan circle, spray, yeah. it's coming out like this. So it's yeah. nice and wide when you're spraying. And you need to overlap. Right, like that. Yeah, the I, fans, do half, the fan I do half. I do half and half. Yeah, it's basically like fifty percent overlap, and you just go across. And it doesn't matter if you know you don't want like a super thick coat to on the first pass. You want something for that paint to stick to too. You know, so you're doing you're going to be doing lots of layers, and you're layering it up. But before we get too far, back to just like be, between bodywork and paint. You're going to have your rubber gloves on. You're not going to be touching that fucking frame. You're going to clean the frame, but you also have to clean your garage. Because once you get in your yes. garage and you start spraying, if you're using a if you're using a gun, like under pressure, or even just kicking around and, and shuffling your feet around your garage, there's fucking dust everywhere. That's all going to kick up, and it's going to stick into your paint. So what I do is I have a fucking Black & Decker leaf blower, and I just go, and I just blow all that shit i open up the garage doors i just blow everything off as best i can sweep the fucking floor even clean the floor you know like throw down some acetone or some fucking whatever some sort of solvent and just make it so if you're doing it outside too here's another tip i used to live next to this hot rodder dude if it's raining out 
it's actually a great time to uh, paint because the rain keeps all like the dust and particulates out of the air. Like if it's super dry, I mean, in New England, it's like right now you're typically going to be inside. You're going to be in an enclosed garage. But if you're one of those dudes that's lucky enough to live out, you know, like where there's sunshine and shit (laughs) in the middle of the winter, like there's stuff floating around the air. So uh, make sure that where you're spray painting, where you're painting is relatively clean, you know, because otherwise that shit's just, you, you can kick it up. It's really light or stuff from outside. If it's in the springtime, look at your car, like all the pollen and shit. You yeah. cannot be spray painting with pollen in the air like that. You know, that's all just going to go right into that paint stick. So you have to make sure you have the right atmosphere. Um, I actually made like a DIY paint booth. I'll show you guys uh, in one of our YouTube videos, but I got this stuff on Amazon it's like a flexible track that you just zip up and it has a bunch of hooks. And I bought some uh, Harbor Freight fucking that shit came tarps. Out sick. Yeah, dude. And I made a little makeshift DIY spray paint booth and you just pull it shut. It's like uh, when you go to the doctor's, whatever, they have a little fucking curtain hanging. They just go. Sh-. And uh, it doesn't go all over your other bikes. It doesn't go all over your tools. Like, because when you're spray painting too, that goes everywhere. So if you're painting... Yeah. That is, if you're spray painting yellow, it's going to be yellow everywhere in your garage, all over your helmets, all over your other bikes, on your fucking toolbox. It's just up in the air and it's going everywhere. Now, I'm not a big safety guy, but as far as like spray painting inside, you should definitely wear like a respirator or something. 100%. Even just like, just anything. 100%. I've gotten to the age now where I'm like, this shit is so bad for you. Oh yeah, dude, you can like feel it that day. Like I'll, I'll go inside and I'll, even if using protection, it still gets through, you know what I mean? And you'll snot rocket a big, nice fucking black booger out. And you're like, that's yeah. definitely the spray paint I just used. Yeah. Yeah. That's I use a full blown respirator with like two fucking canisters on the side yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So get one of those at the very fucking least. But yeah. So biggest thing is once you start. So you're gonna you got all the body work done, you got it all wiped down, cleaned, all that stuff. Um, you're gonna start doing the primer. And like I said, you want to be I like to be far away from it, a foot. I don't like fucking sanding out drips, dude. It sucks. Um, so I'll be a foot away from it with the spray paint. And I just do the lightest coats. Like that first coat that you do, you're still gonna see metal underneath. You just want nice light coats because it gives it something to tack up to. Um, it's called a tech and coat. it's just, it's just like everything else. You got to have the strong foundation or everything on top of it is going to suck. Um, so I do the lightest tack coat and I know with spray paint, it's hard to be patient because you're just like, it's spray paint. I'm doing another fucking coat in five minutes. Give it time to flash. Give it time to fucking dry. Um, and you will have a much better result. If you don't think you can do nice paint jobs with spray paint, go check out Quality Handmade. Oh, Old yeah, Sun yeah. does like all rattle cam show quality fucking rattle cam paint jobs. Yeah. All it is is taking your time and doing it the right fucking way. You oh. can tape it out just like in a regular fucking paint booth and do designs. Do whatever you want to fucking do. They the technology of spray paint now is fucking crazy. You can buy metal flake in a can, dude. You can yeah. buy candy in a can. It's mm-hmm. fucking pearl. crazy. Yeah. You got pearl. You can buy everything in a can now. It's fucking wild. Um, so just make sure you're putting down 
a nice tack coat before you just don't just go to town trying to soak the frame and fucking primer and it's dripping off the fucking thing like it's melting. Don't do that. Yeah. Nice, yeah, fact, light, even it, coats. When it comes to the frame, too, like if you're doing a solid color, like I, I tend to like my frames black anyways, like even if I'm doing different colors elsewhere, um, go straight to the 2K. So a 2K is going to be a hardener with the paint, right? And Eastwood sells it and Spray Max sells it. As far as I know, I don't know any other vendors that do it, but it's a catalyzed 2K paint in a can. And uh, they sell them for like, uh, Eastwood does like a chassis black and it's like a gloss black catalyzed 2K paint right out of a can. And you can, if you're just doing a black frame, just go right to that. You know what I mean? Just go yeah. right to the 2K. Uh, if you're doing a tank and you're doing wacky colors and you're doing image transfers, you're doing flake and all that stuff, it's you can always seal it in with a 2K paint, but you're you're going to want to have at least a 2K on the outside. Uh, but they sell them just like four chassis. Um, they do satin black. They do Lose flat it. black. They do... Uh, I've, they even do colors. They do yellow, orange, hey, hold red. On. It's saying... Uh, in a 2k paint all right so at this point your frame is painted right so if you're going straight black on your frame you're going to do a 2k right off the bat uh if you're not and you're going to make it all match you're going to follow the same uh after the body work's all done on the frame you're going to do body work on the on the tank too because these things are pretty rough from the factory, right? So you're going to want to do like a Bondo to, to smooth it all out and get, especially like rounded tank. There's going to be some seams uh, where it's welded and stuff. So do all the body work there. Same thing with the fender. I guarantee that you're going to drop that fender on the fucking garage floor like a thousand times too. It's going to be a thousand dents. I drilled wrong holes. I had to weld back up and like redo it a, a hundred times. So get all the body work done. Now we're going to talk about you're doing a rattle can paint job. You're going to probably, you're limited in colors as far as 2K, right? I don't so, even use 2K. What's that? I just use Rust-Oleum. Yeah, you should. So if you want to paint it any other color than black, like you can do a 2K black right off the back bat and just be shiny and just use that without the, without the clear coat. But you're probably going to want to do you, you're going to want some flames. You're going to want to do some panels. You're going to want to do some scallops. If you're going to get really crazy, you can do all that with rattle can. Uh, so pick your color. I'm a Rust-Oleum guy too. So that's just worked out for me. They have the best colors. It's locally available. Uh, get whatever color you want. The first thing you're going to do is your primer coat. And the second thing you're going to do is start building up your top coat. So let's say also plan it out, though, if you're taping shit up, if you're going to do designs, if you're just going to do tape lines or if you're going to do flames, make sure you spray that base coat of what you're trying to do, then tape, yeah, then spray. Actually, so you got to plan all that shit. I, mi out. I miss that part. So you're going to have there's base, there's primer, there's base coat and then there's top coat. Right. Yeah. So let's say you want to have black flames, right? Or yellow flames. Let's just do what I, what I did was I wanted yellow flames. So the first thing I did 
was I sprayed the whole tank yellow. And why did I do that first, right? Just for the flames. Well, when you spray the flames, right? Do you want to tape off the entire tank and then cut the flames out? Or do you want to just have that as the base coat and then just tape the flames, right? So I did yellow as the base coat. The first, uh, the first coat that I laid down for the flames, they sell tape that's really pliable and it's really thin. You can get it in different thicknesses, like one eighth, quarter inch or whatever you want. And that's how those dudes do the flames. They lay it down, they tape it off and you can make it wavy and you just kind of pull it down, cut it off. And you can make like those really thin chopper flames with that. It's going to be really hard if you're just using like painter's tape, right? It doesn't flex. So you need to get something. Uh, I used for a lot of this painting, I think it's uh time warp on YouTube. He sells stuff. Uh, he sells the painter's tape and he also does a bunch of the tutorials. And today I want to get into laying down the flames and doing an image transfer because an image transfer is probably the coolest thing you can do on a chopper tank and it's a real mystery now i'm not i hope i'm not like stepping on any toes here right because uh it's out there i found this on youtube right uh and it's something that i always thought was like right out of reach for someone doing a rattlekin paint job but you can tape and do flames and do an image transfer very easily and cheaply uh at home if you just follow these steps so First thing you're going to do is lay down your pattern, whatever it is. If you're doing panels, get that tape. It's, uh, like I said, I use the quarter inch tape. Um, and what you do is you lay down your flames and then you tape everything else. You just tape the flames off, right? So once your, once your flames are down, that, that small tape that you did, you're going to lay painter's tape on top of that. And then you take a razor blade and you just very finely, you just cut it out on the outside edge. So everything now is covered. That yellow, that base coat is all covered in paint, painter's tape. Then you take what, what's called your top coat. So the rest of your tank, what's going to be black, yellow, uh, red, whatever. And you're going to take that Rust-Oleum and you're going to do that fan pattern, 50% overlap and just... Over your tank, your oil tank, your uh, fender, whatever it is. Make sure your design's down. That's all taped off. And you're going to do several coats. You want to build it up, right? So you got your tack coat. You're going to keep on building it up, building it up, building it up until it's nice and smooth. And patience is a virtue here, right? So you want to you take your time and probably get a couple packs of cigarettes. I think flashing in between coats and shit is like 10 minutes or whatever. And you just want to make sure you take your time with this point. If you lay it on too heavy, you're going to get drips. You're going to have to address that. You're going to have to sand that down. Um, sanding. Scotch-Brite. The red one. You can buy these at the hardware store for like four bucks. And they come in these huge sheets. And then you can just cut them up. And I think this is around four to 600 grit, the red ones. And this is what I used for my entire tank. In between each coat, you want to sand it a bit, right? So you take this, 
you scuff it up, it's going to go from like, if you're doing a gloss, it's going to be like super glossy. You scuff it up with this, you're going to knock down any of those drips, any, any uh, irregularities. And it's going to become like a glaze. It's going to look like uh, a matte finish. And then you're ready. It has something to bite into and you're going to do your next coat. Right. So you're waiting it for it to dry. You wipe the tank down in between. Yes. Yes. You know what I use? Windex. But they sell glass cleaner with no ammonia. So that's key. You can get it at the dollar store, dude, and it's like a buck. And it's just called glass cleaner, ammonia free glass cleaner. And I bought like seven cans of this shit. And it's fucking awesome, dude. It, it's a little aerosol can, like a spray can. And you spray it down and you wipe it off. So I use for pinstriping. Yeah, dude. It it's, uh, just makes sure you get the ammonia free. You know how like Windex smells like cat piss? That shit will fuck up your paint. That'll eat through your paint. So you get this stuff and it just like, it's just like glass. You wipe it down. Uh, so you sand it. You, when you're sanding paint down, little tiny minuscule pieces of paint are on there. So you got to spray it down real good. Wipe it off. Get a microfiber cloth. Wipe it off. Uh, and that's how you're going to build it up, right? So you you spray paint, it dries, you scuff it, you're ready for the next coat. Now, you can peel your paint off, your painter's tape off, right? So you're, you're on to the next point. You have your two colors down. You have your flames, they're, you know, yellow. You got your your top coat for the rest of your tank. It's like red or whatever. You peel that off and you're ready for your image transfer. Okay. So again, Time Warp Customs on Instagram, uh, on uh, YouTube has a great tutorial and he also has like an Amazon store so you can get that tape and shit. This is what you want. <clears throat> Water slide decal paper. So you can take any image that you want and you print it, just a regular inkjet printer on this paper. And there's two different kinds. There's clear and there's white. Now, if you get the clear, you have to spray it with white. So I, with, with spray paint with white. So the image has, isn't just like translucent. So just get the white water jet and it's going to look like a black and white image. So you get the white paper. Whatever image you get, uh, fucking Conan the Barbarian or whatever, print it out. It only prints on one side, so just follow the instructions. But you cut out your image, right? So typically, you're not going to have the whole sheet. It's an 8 by 11 or 8.5 by 11 sheet, like a full sheet of paper. You print it out, and you're going to cut out your, your image transfer in a oval or a circle or whatever. And you take that, and you put it in water for uh, 30 to 60 seconds. And then you slap that bitch on the tank wherever you want it. And you're going to let it sit there and you're going to get all the bubbles out of it, right? So you just, you smooth it over, you know, you got water, you just smoothing it over, you get, just like applying a decal. And there's two pieces, right? So it's a, it's a mirror image. When you put it down, there's the decal that's stuck to the tank and that top piece, that white piece, just slides right off. And you just do this very delicately. Now you've got an image there. The, the image transfer is the thickness of paper. 
and you have i mean it looks like a it looks like a sticker on your tank so what you have to do is you have to feather that in with some paint um you can't really do this with a with a a paint can cuz it's really fine um i used an airbrush so if you have an airbrush they're super cheap at harbor freight i have it's an airbrush with the compressor you just plug it in and you can i just ordered some cheap paint off of uh off of amazon it doesn't have to be 2k it doesn't have to be all you all you're gonna bury it anyways so you take your little uh uh air compressor uh your little what the fuck airbrush and you just spray on the border of that and build up some paint so you don't see that hard edge that you cut out so let's say I did a black tank. I just use black and you just go around and just feather that in. Um, and it's surprisingly easy. It takes like no skill. I did it and I was like, I can't believe I just did that. And it blended it in. You literally just aim at the corner of the paper there and the paint just builds up and it kind of naturally airbrush, you know, you can control the stream but it just naturally feathers it in. That's how airbrushing works, right? It's just like a nice soft edge. Uh, and you just work your way around. At this point, you have your image down, you have your paint down. If you're going flake, uh, Roth, uh, little daddy Roth or whatever, they sell pearls, they sell flake, they sell candies, all in a rattle can. I think they call it rattle bomb. Or whatever, uh, and I got I got a can of the the flake. It was like a gold flake. It goes a long way, and it worked like a motherfucking charm. Uh, so at this stage, what you do is when you're laying down flake, you need something for it to stick into. So what you do is you take your two K clear that you get from Spray Max. So Spray Max is better. Uh, Eastwood does it too. But they sent me a defective can, and then they wouldn't refund me my money, so go fuck them. Go get Spray Max. It's cheaper, uh, just as good, and you can get it on Amazon. They sell it by the can. You can get matte. You can get eggshell. You can get fucking high gloss. So you're probably going to do the high gloss. Uh, they sell it in packages of two, four, six. You're going to need, like, six at least, bare minimum, to do a tank and a fender. Um, spray that... Uh, flake on very sparingly, right? So you can just, however you want to do it, you can do it uh, pretty good control too. So you don't have to do it over your image. Uh, but if you're going to do flake, it worked really well and it went a long way. Like I had tons left over even after I did my entire bike and painted it twice. So uh, it's totally worth the money. Um, but spray your flake in, uh, but you need it to stick to the clear coat. So you do a nice light tack coat of the clear coat and then you can spray your flake on and it's going to stick into that clear coat and then you just chill. Now with 2K, you need it to gas off. Um with like like I don't know if they call it like a 1K, right? So it's just one part. There's nothing gassing off really, right? With the catalyst and uh the hardener and stuff, it actually really does matter like to gas off. So you do a nice thin coat you get it stuck, you wait 10 minutes, and then you're going to go in 
and you're just going to cover it again. And you can do what's called a, and by the way, laddies, Danny taught me all of this and, uh, I'm probably getting a lot of it wrong, but he's going to be on the special laddie episode and he's going to tell you how to do a professional paint job. So tune in, sign up for the Patreon and he's going to correct all of my bullshit here. But then you go in and you can do a wet coat and just bury that shit. So each flake, right, it's it's certain mill thick, right? And some of them are big. Some of them are small. Uh, you want to bury it. You don't want flakes sticking out of your clear coat. So you're just going to keep on doing coat after coat after coat after coat of this clear coat. And clear coat's your friend. In between each clear coat, you might have a drip. You might have something sticking out. You might have a pubic hair stuck to the fucking clear coat. Go in with this bitch. Every clear coat, you let gas off, it hardens, and then you can come in and you scuff it up, do another clear coat on top, do another clear coat on top. There's no limit to how many clear coats you can do. And it hides all your mistakes. It's going to bury that, uh, you know, like when I did my image transfer, I had like a little fucking wrinkle in it clear coat it until that wrinkle is no longer visible, right? You can get pretty thick, just pile it on. And as, as long as you're sanding out the orange peel, so orange peel, you know, it looks like the, uh, looks like an orange skin, right? And it's all a bunch of like little grooves and imperfections in there, uh, up and down, sand right through that, right? It's very, we're talking about very thin coats. It doesn't take much. You're not going to be, oh, the other thing I I didn't mention is, you're going to be wet sanding this. I was going to say, I you've got to wet sand it. <laughs> you do not. Don't go in there and just and just breathe all that bullshit in and put it all up in the air. Now, when you're painting, you want to keep that area as clean, clean as possible. So you're going to be dunking this thing. I had a spray bottle that I used with uh, soap and water. And you just spray it down and uh, it's going to cut down on all the dust. And then you're going to, and again, back to the glass cleaner, after you sand it down, yeah, just, it's going to lubricate it and uh, it's going to make it nice and smooth. Now on tanks, these are awesome because they bend, you know? So if you have a curvy tank or whatever, you can just do long strokes, you know, just like long laborious strokes and then clean it with the glass cleaner and then you're good. Uh, and then just bury all that shit. Uh, you have the 2K. It's the 2K too. You can dump gas all over it, and it won't eat through, right? So you—that's the it important thing. Is stain doesn't fade. Doesn't don't do yeah. Don't get the <clears throat> rustoleum fucking clear coat because it's it doesn't have a catalyst in it. It's not like resistant to any of that. Bullshit. Here's a difference right here. Is these this is a 2K clear from Spray Max? You look on the top. It comes with this red button. So you pop this fucking button off. Hold on. Pop that red button off, and that goes on the bottom of the can. So you put this thing on here, and then you just fucking punch that. And when you punch that, that releases that second in that second uh, harder into here. Yeah, yeah, and it has good spray. It has a good spray pattern. Yeah, it's um, wide. Yeah, it's nice and wide. It's a nice fan. Uh, and it's here's the thing too. By the way, if you're this close. Yeah. To getting like a full, uh, you know, like paint set up and you have like a hookup for paint and shit and you want to do paint, do not rattle can. It is not less expensive. No. 
It's not less expensive. It's the, if you're going to be doing it's probably multiple more jobs, expensive. It's definitely more expensive if you're going to be doing it more than one time, a hundred percent. So if you're going to be doing this more than one time, you should get the uh, you know high velocity, low pressure gun, the HVP uh, LP gun from Harbor Freight. You should get like a gallon of fucking paint. You should get a gallon of clear coat. Uh, if you're only doing this one time. I guarantee that you're going to, going to be going back on Amazon mid paint job and buying another one of those something. You know, you're going to need another. Or if you just don't have garage space, this is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's definitely not, you're not going to be saving a bunch of money because a lot of that can is taken up by that hardener, right? So that little red button that you pump inside of that can is the hardener inside of that can. It's not like a full spray can of, of, 2k right so like just square footage wise you're not going to get a whole lot out of those cans uh but it's fine if you're just doing one bike that year and uh, like for me i wanted to try it out i wanted to see how far i usually like when i did mine i did one full can on the gas tank one full can on the fender and like probably two cans on the frame yeah yeah, it depends on, and so, I really laid up the frame just because that's what gets beat the fuck up. And that, and 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 that's the thing too. So if you're just doing straight color, right? So like yours is just like uh, the sea foam, and then you have the gold and all that. That's easy to bury because paint's really thin. If you yeah, go I was just flake, burying tape lines. Yeah, like flake and image transfers. You're gonna need a lot more clear coat to bury. That. And that's and that's the difference between this and regular clear coat. Is this to bury flake, you probably need fucking three cans on a tank. Yeah. To bury flake with a fucking spray gun, fucking forget about it, dude. You're going to do it in probably three coats. Yeah. If yeah. that. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. Dan will fucking rectify all this when he comes off that straight. special one. <laughs> um, but this, I can tell you for sure, is not even close to the same mill as if you sprayed it out of a gun. Exactly. But this yeah. is just like the, the do-it-yourselfer. Hey, I don't have a compressor. I don't have a garage. I don't, you know what I mean? You can still get it done. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you from personal experience, I won't do it that way again. You know, I painted the shovel like that with the, uh, with the two K's and stuff. It was way more expensive than I thought. And it was way more laborious than I thought too. Even um, Rust-Oleum though, even Rust-Oleum paint now is like fucking nine bucks a can. It's expensive. It's insane, yeah. dude. Yeah. So you figure like just your frame, you're looking at probably two cans of one color. You know what I mean? Your tank, at and those least two, a can. Yeah, and those two Ks, they're twenty five bucks a pop. Right. Even if they're so twenty like, bucks this a isn't pop, a cheaper, you're going to be using three. This isn't like a cheaper option. This is like I don't have a compressor, I don't have space to set up a spray booth. Yeah. It's fucking wintertime. I can't paint it outside. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And uh then and it's also just like if you want to do it yourself and you want to experience it, I would say it's definitely it definitely teaches you a lot about painting. Uh, and I'm definitely tooling up to do like an actual professional paint job when I repaint the shovel this year. Yeah. So so the but other I will the say this though with spray paint you can turn out some really nice shit. Oh yeah. Like really nice shit. All it comes down to is taking your time. Don't rush the coats. Do what Rhino's saying. Make sure you do all that 
fucking prep work beforehand. Make sure everything's clean. There's not going to be any chemical reactions. Make sure in between um, your paint cones, scuff that shit down if there's any fucking goosebumps in there or anything. In between all your clear coats, wet sand every fucking clear coat. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all those little things are going to give you a way better result. Yeah. And then you learn, you know, the final thing about painting too is like if you're doing chopper flames and stuff, I mean, unless you're surgical with the tape, you're going to have to pinstripe that because I mean, the thinnest tape that you're going to get is like, I mean, maybe an eighth of an inch and there's going to be like some blowouts, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be perfect. That's that stuff is pliable and you can lay down some flames. You can lay down some panels, but there's going to be, it doesn't, it's not like super adhesive and sticky and maybe they do offer that. Like I spent decent money on some of that tape and I still had some blowouts. So I went back in, uh, initially I tried to do the lining. Like I, I went ahead and like taped off the entire tank and I wanted to, I sprayed the whole thing just to line those flames and the flames got way too wide. Uh, so I scrapped that, I repainted it. And I went back in with the uh, Bobo brush and just did, you know, j- the edging on the flames. Um, and then on that, I heard that you can't really clear coat on top of uh, like one shot or enamel paint. So you, so you can clear coat on top of it. Um, you just have to add a hardener to your pinstriping. Oh, yeah, paint. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you shouldn't, you don't have to clear coat over your pinstripe. Um, I've done hundreds. Yeah, I've done hundreds of pinstripe things with no hardener, no clear coat. And I mean, I've only been pinstripe for four years now, but it's still there four years later. Yeah. Um, so take it as, as you want. Um, now, now that I'm a little bit more experienced, I, I use hardener like in, on motorcycles, especially just cause motorcycles get beat to fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessary. I did it for a long time without it. Yeah. And also, you know, it's like once it's all done, get some pictures, get some good pictures of it. Like after you get that sick ass rattle campaign job with image transfers and flames and pinstriping, you're going to feel like a million fucking bucks. Get some pictures of it and then go ride it and fuck it up. Who gives a yeah. fuck what it looks like after you start riding it? You know? Yeah. I dump mad fucking gas on my tanks, dude. But, uh, yeah, that's the down and dirty rattle can paint job. If uh, if you have questions specifically, uh, I'm happy to happy to talk about them further. Uh, hit me up. But if you want to learn how to do a professional paint job, we're going to be talking to our boy, the anti rattle can Dan, uh, on the Laddie episode. So sign up for that, and we're gonna we're gonna be uh, getting in depth. Uh, but he he was a huge help. I mean, he knew I was doing rattle can. He talked me through it. And and what I got to say is it is technique over equipment, you know, like he was able to talk me through that fucking rattle can paint job and the principles still apply, you know, and you're not going to get as good a result with your rattle can. But Gab Nabbit, I did a fucking paint job and it's the best rattle can paint job I ever done did. So I'm proud of myself and I'm going to repaint it this year. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like Rhino said, it's just, it's just all preparation. 
do the preparation, take your fucking time, and there's no reason you can't turn out a dope-ass paint job. I mean, is it going to look like one of Fosworth-Bill's paint jobs or one of fucking No-Lux paint jobs? No, it's not. It's just not. The clear is not going to be as deep. Um, the lines probably aren't going to be as crisp. Um, but can it turn out fucking nice? 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. When I first painted the stepchild, it almost won best fucking paint at Wild Rabbit. And it's fucking rattle can. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just take the time. Do the right preparation. Let the paint flash. Let it do everything it needs to fucking do. And with some fucking wet sanding and all that shit, you're, you'll be good to go. Yeah. You can get a, you get a really good paint job at a rattle can. Yeah. Like, I've, but, I've done a thousand of these fucking rattle can jobs, and this was by, far and away the best. Far and yeah. away the best. With flake yeah. and image transfers and shit, it's like, you know, it's definitely worth a try. You know, right. if that's all you got, do it. Yeah. I will say, though, if you have the means and you have a local painter that's willing to work with you, that's an experience in itself. Um, once you get your bike back from a painter, there is not another fucking feeling on this earth besides maybe having your first child uh, that relates to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty special moment. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'll, I'll say, like, so I did it both ways, you know, like on the sports there, Danny painted mine. And when I went, and that was the first time I got a, like, a professional paint job on a bike. And, uh, dude, it's, you didn't have to suffer at all. Like, painting is tough. Yeah. Like, dude, you're, it's yeah. messy. It's tough. It's stressful as fuck. Uh, I gave my tins to Dan. For the for like my third paint job on the sports sir, I just went and picked it all up, and they were like perfect. And he's the one that suffered, you know what I mean? And I got pictures of like holding that fucking tank like a baby, and I was like, Jesus, this is this is beautiful, you know? It's a really great feeling. And those dudes, they fucking they've earned their stripes. Like painters, dude, I don't, I couldn't do it on a professional level. Like it, dude, the it tedious is hard. shit that goes into it, and like oh. What people don't see behind the scenes, dude, is like the hours of sanding and the yeah. fucking body work. Because people think, oh, I bought this tank from fucking so-and-so or this website. It's just going to be good to spray and my painter will have a paint in an hour. Not how it works. I've no. seen Dan do so much body work on brand new fucking tanks that it would make your head spin. Especially people for don't other realize, people. Yeah. You people don't I mean? realize that like all that body work goes into it. All that prep work that we just talked about. Dan's doing that. Then Dan has to tape everything and spray everything. Yeah. And then guess what? Gets halfway through and has a chemical reaction. Dan just ate that whole price for all that fucking paint. And now yeah. he has to sand it over, sand it down, and start over. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's but, like. But you take people... special care of other people's shit. Like my own shit, I could give a fuck about myself. Yeah. I'm well, like, you just, got that's it, good enough. You're, it's, even when it leaves your shop, it's yeah. still your name. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's like these guys put in the hours dude and learning all the tricks of the trade of painting is like holy fuck man so yeah hats off to anybody that is listening to the show that's an actual fucking painter hats off to you and we're not trying to steal business from you we're just trying to help those broke motherfuckers that can't afford a fucking 
$1,500 paint job or a $2,000 paint job or you should even get a $10,000 paint, paint yeah. job. What we're saying is you should get it painted. It is not worth the headache. You're going to get a way better product. Uh, it's possible to do it yourself, you know, and you should do it. But like if you're building for, I mean, if you're building for a show, if you're building for like a legacy that you're going to give to your child or whatever one day, spend the, spend the dough. It's worth it. You know, yeah. like these, I think these every guys are person artists. should do their own spray paint paint job. Like how we just said, go through all the steps, not just fucking taking it and doing this all over the bike. And you're like, yeah. sick, my whole bike's flat black. We're saying go through all these motions because then when you go to pay somebody to do a paint job for you, it makes it. sense. You'll appreciate it. makes it sense why it's the price it is. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of people like, God, I, I didn't think it was going to be that much. Well, it's because you don't know how the fuck it works. Dude, it takes weeks. It yeah. takes weeks. It takes forever. Yeah. Forever. You, you're, not, you're not doing this. You're not banging out in a weekend, dude. And like, it's like, it's a huge fucking process. Yeah. And it's like all the other shit, like buying the sandpaper, sanding everything, buying the tape, um, cleaning the guns after every color that you use. You know yeah. what I mean? Cleaning up all the flake that some asshole wanted on his bike. Fucking it Paying... up and having to repaint the yeah. same thing. You having, know? Doing all this and having a fucking fly land in the middle of a gas tank. Or paying yeah. for the heat to be in the garage. That way it flashes properly. You know what I mean? Oh it's like God, yeah. there's so much that goes into it that I wouldn't be able to be a painter because I would charge people so much money. So much money. <laughs> It's it's really a labor of love. Like you, it's the most like delicate stuff that you do on your bike. Like hundred percent. You know, like mechanically, you can whack shit with a hammer. You can fucking, you know, like you're getting greasy. You're getting like you're. You, there's blood, sweat, and tears. But with painting, it's all finesse, dude. And it's like tiny, tiny, tiny little details. You have a pinhole. You have a fucking, uh, you know, like a pubic hair stuck in that clear coat. That's not easy to take out. You know what I mean? No. Like, you, you like, have dude, to redo a lot. The other part, dude, is like be able to shut your brain off. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't be thinking about something else and skip a step. Oh, yeah. You skip a step, then you're fucked. Yep. So, listen, moral of the story is everybody should fucking paint their bike at least one side of themselves. Um, that way you can see the heartache and headache that goes into being a fucking painter. Um, and then just double that. And that's what your painter feels on a daily. So, yeah. again, shout out to all those painters that are listening. We appreciate you. <clears throat> keep uh, keep making motorcycles look sexy. It is. It's one of the most important parts of a build. Yeah, you could be a mediocre builder with a good paint guy and be considered a great builder. It's it's the cherry <laughs> on top, buddy. Like you. If you've been looking at your bike the entire time and it's unpainted and it's just like raw metal and shit and it looks a certain type of way, once that fucking thing has paint on it, dude, it brings it to the next fucking level. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a different thing at that point. Yeah. But I agree. God bless. All right. Well, before we end this here, um, I'm going to tell you there's going to be a part five. Because be part five. we were going to also throw into this episode polishing because that's number. That's one of the biggest that's things a big on a build. One. There's so many things that you made that you can't just throw on as raw steel. 
Um, so we're going to do polishing in the next episode. This will be the last episode, I think. Um, polishing, final assembly, and final wiring. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be done. You'll have a fucking chopper. Hopefully you've built a chopper each fucking week. So you have a full chopper in five weeks. That's killer, dude. Ain't nobody else doing that shit. <laughs> um, but before we end this episode, let's take a second to thank the motherfuckers who made this possible. And since we're talking about paint, it's only fitting. Motherfucking No Luck Paintworks in Manchester, New Hampshire, cooking up the dopest motherfucking paint jobs on the East Coast. I said it. I don't care what you think. Dan is the motherfucking man with a plan for your paint job. So hit him up. No Luck Paintworks on Instagram. And uh, get on the books. Let Dan cook up a fucking dope-ass paint job for you and bring your bike to the next level. Up next... We got the homie, the home skillet, the brother from another mother, Steve at Deadbeat Customs. I was actually talking to Steve earlier today about ordering a new vest. Um, get over to Deadbeat Customs. Check out what they got. They got shit for everybody. Chopper parts, diner parts, bagger parts, luggage accessories, vest, jackets, helmets, fucking glasses. They literally got everything. And uh, Steve is a homie who has literally supported us. From the very fucking beginning, through the cancellation, through all the crazy shit we say on this podcast, uh, Steve still has our back and still gives you guys a promo code. And the fucking um, blog. Yeah, and the blog. He's been pumping the fuck out of the show. So help us return the favor to Steve. Shop at deadbeatcustoms.com and use code LOWLIFE at checkout. Up next... We got Steel City Blacksmith. I was actually just talking to him the other day, too. I've been turning a little bit more into the fucking person of the people. Um, Mayor of Choppertown. That's it, dude. Uh, Josh at Steel City Blacksmith and twisting everything metal. Old son has lathes. He has fucking everything you need. If you want some one-off fab parts, chances are old Josh will get shit right for you. So hit him up, Steel City Blacksmithing, and let him help you not be an average joe up next we got stay strong co the creator of the best motherfucking hot sauce this out of the mississippi um the shit hot sauce is fucking amazing it's so good i keep that shit on deck on deck um and john's just a good dude those white pants jesus sent him himself he is our lord and savior um, his name isn't John Luke for just an accident. Motherfucker straight out of the Bible, okay? You're straight out of Compton? He's straight out of fucking Jerusalem, bruh. Right? Old son is doing God's work in the hot sauce factory. So if you want to take your taste buds to the fucking holy gates of heaven, hit up Stay Strongco on Instagram or staystrongco.com and uh, check out all the other shit he does. He does a lot of fucking artsy fartsy stuff he does jackets hoodies all kinds of cool shit so check him out tell him the boys from low light chopper podcast i don't know if he's like you. a uh he's a, a big merch guy but dude look both sleeves the front oh, yeah. and the back that's yeah, like a 50 dollar t-shirt bro <laughs> he kills it i'm like a billboard <laughs> up next we got lowbrow customs everything you need for the road ahead Tyler and his team, another one, been supporting us since almost the fucking beginning. Um, same thing. They support every fucking chopper show you've ever been to. I guarantee it. 
Um, so a way you can repay them is shop at lowbrowcustoms.com, one of the only uh, online retailers where you can build an entire motherfucking chopper, right? They got everything. You need those bungs for the build that we talked about? They got them at lowbrow. You know those leather washers? They got them at lowbrow. Got um, engines. They, they got, got engines. They got they frames. Got they got everything, tools, dude. dude. They have all the fucking gas tanks your heart can desire. So go check out lowbrowcustoms.com. Up next, we got Rhino Resto. Inconveniently located in Henniker, New Hampshire. We can get a lot of ice and a lot of snow out here. So I'll see you guys in May. Uh, home of the Vapor Honer Boner, except no substitutes, with a focus and passion for vintage motorcycle and tool restoration. Friendly service. Even friendlier prices. DM me, contact me. You can email me, you can DM me, you can give me a phone call uh, for a free quote or a joke. The mid ad laugh is priceless. <laughs> Up next, you got yours truly, Loctite Shop Shop, conveniently located in Epping, New Hampshire, the motherfucking center of the universe. It says it on the sign when you enter the town. Uh, for all your pinstriping needs, hit me up, Loctite Shop Shop. Uh, at lowlifechopperpodcast.com or Loctite Shop Shop on Instagram. If you want garage signage, um, your tins done, your bike done, your car done, whatever the fuck you want done, hit me up. I will make it happen. And last but not least, this show. show. (laughs) Lowlife Chopper Podcast. You can find us on lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Has links to all our shops and socials. I highly encourage you to sign up for the patreon who knows what's in store next for 2024 as far as giveaways go we take care of our laddies uh go buy some merch let us know what you want to wear i'll design it if you have an idea for a shirt and you're like i would just want a cool shirt i'll fucking design it i have a couple of ideas cooking lockdown's got a couple of ideas cooking uh we're just making shit that we like but uh support the show share it every week We've had a ton of new people. I, I can't even believe it, by the way. People hit me up. They're like, just found the show. It's been on for five years, dude. You just found the show? We're we're reaching. We're expanding the low-life universe. Keep on sharing it. We want to grow this. We want everybody Please. to be involved. Not for us. Because choppers are the fucking shit. We love this shit. And people that are into that, I want to know who you are, you know? So uh, share it out. Go to lowlifechopperpodcast.com. Share all our shit out. I still haven't made that bias a slice. Uh, I got to do that this week. I'm going to do that this we week. We got to do that. People loved when we did that when we were yes. in New York. I'm going to do that this week. I, you got to buy as a slice. Um, yeah. I just, I've been slacking, dude. No excuses. I don't know about that. We got yeah, new fucking YouTube cold. pages, websites, fucking. <laughs> yeah, I've been slacking. I've been doing shit. <laughs> I've been sitting around my thumb on my ass. <laughs> so listen, we hope you enjoyed episode four of Chopping 101. Um, next, like I said, next week we will wrap it up with episode five. Um, also, this week on the Patreon. The special bonus episode will be with Dan from No Luck Paintworks. Um, He will be able to correct us in any of the dumb shit we have said about using spray paint. He's texting me right now. 
<laughs> we will also get some information on what your painter expects out of you and if you're going to set up at home. Um, so go join the Patreon for that. There are different tier levels. You can get in as low as a dollar. For the bonus episodes, as low as $5. For giveaway level and bonus episode, $10 hairs. And like we said in the beginning of the show, if you want to become a sponsor for 2024, hit one of us up, either Loctite or Rhino at lowlifechopperpodcast.com. And if you want to become February's giveaway sponsor, which costs you no money, just costs you your time and your talent. If you have something you want us to give away on the show, that'll buy you a month of advertisement. Um, and listen, we're in 63 fucking countries, bro. All right? Oh. So you're getting worldwide. By worldwide. The way, by the way, so since we were canceled, we got a whole new demographic, baby. Our lady listenership is up three points, dude. We got a ton of lady low lives listening to us. I am gonna give that credit to Angel Claw Pinstripe or Angel Claw. What the hell was it? I God. thought it was my sex appeal. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give that to her. It I don't is. Know, we're gonna have to do a poll. Is it because Angel Claw Pinstriping is pumping our shit, or is it because I am the sexiest motherfucker? Listen, when you ever have this show. when you have a woman. Who has 7,000 followers posting about your shit? Other women are coming to check it out. So, huge thank you to Angel Cloud Pinstripe for bringing that women to the fucking show. We've been needing this. We do have Lady uh, lady Low Life merch. And maybe we do. since we're up to 5% lady listeners, maybe we should make some more. So, gals, tell us what you want. Weigh in. Do you, you want those fucking thongs? You want those fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you want those spaghetti strap fucking yeah, those low know. cuts fucking spaghetti strap tell us what you want you want sports bras you want fucking sweatpants can we do sweatpants yet uh we can do sweatpants we could do fucking sweatpants. uh maybe some lcp branded uggs right across you know? the butt <laughs> um listen hit us up and again huge thank you to angel club pinstriping hey make sure you pay attention go fucking uh follow her page she's gonna be doing an episode with us which is going to be super dope, um, having a pinstriper on. I'm very excited about that. And she's just a rad-ass chick. So go give her a follow. And the rest of you, we love you. Go support us. Get down on that motherfucking Patreon. Share this episode. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. And until next week. Hasta luego, puto. <laughs>